The prophecy for today is called The End of the Way of the Wicked, September 1st, 2022. So I'm trying to get through, I still have prophecies all the way from June, July, August, but I am just going through the ones that are most important. And this one is called The End of the Way of the Wicked. And I received this word in the middle of one of our prayer calls. This was the first one of September month. And it was a very bitter word. It was a raw and explosive word that just came out. So we're praying and then all of a sudden this word came out live for over an hour. And uh, I had to basically leave everything else, obviously, that we had scheduled for that prayer. And it was just, it was just some raw and surging words of the Lord Jesus Christ coming out. And so God was saying in a very heavy way that there's going to be no more delay when it comes to sin, you sin, there's going to be a ricochet, a boomerang, like a rubber band snapping back in your face. You pull a rubber band and it snaps, it's coming right back at you. And he says that it will, it will be repayment and judgment for sin coming at a super, super fast rate. And so here is the word of the Lord. This is basically what came out. He was just speaking it forth and recorded it and wrote it down from the recording. The time is far spent for sitting on the fence. It is past the hour where people can go back and forth between a life of sin and a life of holiness. Holiness will no longer be mixed with sinfulness anymore. There is coming a sharp separation. I repeat, a sharp separation. And this is the nature of the separation. It will no longer just be the goats on the left, the sheep on the right. He said, no. There's more to it. Now the sheep are going to get their reward and the goats are going to get their judgment. Now the penalty that goats will face is eternal separation from the Lord God, death and entry into the fiery judgment of the Lord and darkness. No longer will the penalty for wickedness, error, unbelief, and all manner of sin be held back. It will be performed quickly nowadays, sometimes almost instantly. There will be no more delays anymore. So if I can just give you some examples, you, you tell a lie on someone, that lie is going to be exposed in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a minimum of time and you will be fired for it. It's no longer going to be one of these cases of, well, you know, Janine, you shouldn't have d done this and it's a... You try to defame uh, your coworker. It will it will be immediate termination at the job. You've decided that your husband is not exciting anymore. You're going to have an affair. That man you're having an affair with, he's going to be recorded because you will not know that his wife has been suspecting him for some time of being a serial cheater. So you're going to get recorded, and then she's going to be so hurt and angry that she uploads it to all her social media. And you don't know that this woman, the wife of this man, is actually your husband's workmate, and that's how your husband is going to see through this woman, his workmate's Facebook page, see you in the video, and that's going to be divorce, um, getting kicked out to go and live in a motel, no more access to your children as a cheater. 
that kind of thing is going to be having a ricochet effect. You're swiping your credit card on some of these websites. The FBI will be knocking at your door in seconds to make inquiry into your huge collection of child porn that you thought was private. God says that dirt is going to come out swiftly, not only dirt, but judgment, not only judgment, but scandal, not only scandal, but shame falling from very high places. The Lord says you will be brought down low. This is not written down. This is just coming to me. Now you will be brought down low in an instant. You will be exposed in an instant. You will be put to shame. You will be put in jail. Some of you will go to jail. The Lord is saying for the crimes that you have committed in the past and gotten away with, you thought that the case was cold. The case is not cold. I detective Jesus. I am on the case. I will reopen long closed cases. I will reopen cases that have confused the police for decades. I will bring out the evidence. I will expose it all for now cometh my judgment swiftly as a sword. In fact, you will be taken away in your sin. Men, you commit adultery. You will die on top of that woman. I hear God saying you will breathe your last breath upon a breast that is not the breast of your youth. Did I not tell you to be faithful and to be tender and to be kind to the wife of your youth. Yet you let your fountains run in the streets. I say to you, you will breathe your last upon the breast, God says, of this strange woman. And everyone will hear that that is how you left this world. This is the Lord's word. Those who have an ear to hear, you can hear. Those who do not, may God help you. May the Father truly help you. There is something that people call karma. This is not karma. It will be like a boomerang effect. All those who continue to walk in a defiant lifestyle against God. So here is the narrow way and you've decided the way is too narrow for you. You have a size 12 shoe and you need the broad way. So you leave the narrow road and go to the broad way. And that is a defiant lifestyle against God. The word is here. You don't want the word. You want your own way. God says that such people will reap what they sow faster than we've ever seen. So faster than at any other time in history. This will be the time where you will hear that somebody did something and three weeks later, they're getting the payment for it. And you're thinking, what God, that kind of thing, it usually used to take the company seven years to investigate it and finally make a decision. The, the company would investigate it for seven years and then the guy would still keep his job. Police officers, the things that you have been doing and you still keep your job, we're at the end of it now. You're looking down the tunnel of being the cop on the inside of the jail for the first time. So God says the days have become shortened. The night has come. The work is nearly done. Whoever sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption immediately. Galatians 6 and verse 8. The verse is this. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, what is this proverb that you people have in the land of Israel that says the days are prolonged and every vision fails? This basically means it takes a long time before anything happens. If you do wrong and all these visions are not true, how long are they going to take to come true? 
Tell them, therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will lay this proverb to rest, and they will no longer use it as a proverb in Israel. So God is saying, this saying that everything takes a long time to happen, this saying of how many of these prophecies have fulfilled, he's saying, I will do away with that saying, and what I will do will make it impossible for them to use it as a saying anymore. Say to them, the days are at hand, the fulfillment of every vision. For no more shall there be any false vision or flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord. I speak, and the word which I speak will come to pass. It will no more be postponed. For in your days, you rebellious house, I will say the word and perform it, says the Lord God. So God says the days have come now where things are going to be fulfilling themselves. And he says on top of that, you won't be confused about what a true prophecy is and what a false one is because the false visions, when the true ones start happening, you will have to be blind, deaf, and dumb to still keep hoping that the false ones are also true and maybe the true ones need to happen and then the false ones will, will, will also happen. So the bad things will happen, but then you know some good will come. I even see people asking me, Celestial, these visions that you give, can you give us a time period? People of God, you really need to help yourself. Some of the position that some of you are in, I, I don't even know how to answer you. You hear someone telling you that we are in the end times and you actually think that the end times has a starting point and then it has an ending point. So maybe Celestial is just talking about like a few years, we'll go through it and then things will be, begin to pick up. The end times, as described by Daniel, as described in a few places by Apostle Paul and as described in the Revelation, will begin and also in Matthew 24, will begin and it will continue to go downhill like that, on and on, without a break, without a chance to catch your breath, until the time that Jesus himself cracks the sky and puts an end to it. So the idea that you want a human being like yourself to give you some kind of hope, like is it, do we have to endure for a period? This will go on until people cannot catch their breath, until, as the Bible says, Luke 21, 26, hearts will fail because of what people see. I'm talking about hybrid dogs coming to the door, either as cops or out there in the bushes as partial Marines. And people think that after this, there's some, you know, there will be some pickup and then things will get better. These are the end times. The reason that they're called end times is because they will end everything that we know. God says that as soon as people sin, they will get their judgment for sin. And the thing that he mentioned was the harming harm. He said, to, to, he said on this call to me and the intercessor, he said, did you see how swiftly some people received their judgment? As soon as they reached out to touch the harm, the harm reached out and touched them back, some of them within a 24-hour period. And we've all seen those stories. He says he will not wait anymore because human pride has been swelling against him like the swelling of the sea. And as he was saying this, I was seeing... You know, the ocean has a limit. So the ocean can rise up, but then the ocean can only rise up so much, at least if it's not in a tsunami or 
one of those horrible water disasters. But I saw the sea was going like this and like this and like this and like this. And the sea was trying to reach up as if it wanted to reach up to the Lord himself. And he says, that is how human pride is standing up, but he's going to cut it. He says in the last days, as soon as the horn of rebellion stands up, it will be severed. It will be cut down. And what I saw at that point is I saw a rhino. So, you know, a rhinoceros, it has that big, strong horn in the middle. I saw a rhinoceros charging and a man was standing there and he had a very sharp knife and he went whoop. And it's impossible to cut that thing off in one hack. It, it's too hard. But I saw that the horn of the rhino went flying off with one swipe. And after that, the rhino knelt down just like in the Lion King. It knelt down on the, on the front knee and bowed in front of that man. And that horn was gone. And in the Bible, horn can mean strength. But the Lord is talking here about the horn of pride, the horn of rebellion, the horn of stubbornness that is deep in the heart of human beings. He said that he will remove rebellion, uprooting it to the roots like a dead tree. And everybody else who stands around watching that tree go down will be filled with the fear of the Lord. And I have often said this, that when people start seeing the things that God is going to do to both the high and the low, those who stand around, your heart will feel like it's going 600 beats per minute. God says we will understand what it means the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you see what is happening to the other person, you will think, I don't, I don't need to do, you know what? I used to do that thing. I think I'm healed of doing that thing. You will go through this instant life change, this instant life decision. When you see you're a group of boys, you're a group of women. When you see what happens to one of you in that group, the remaining five of you, you will join the evangelistic evangelizing evangelists group in your neighborhood immediately. The punishment of one of you will be enough to make the remaining of you go down on your knee like that rhino and begin to say, God, it's been a long time. I, was, I haven't been here since my grandma used to train me. You will kneel down like that rhino and begin to get things right with this person. Said people are doing murder, wickedness, witchcraft, so much witchcraft is used in this world. It is a marvel that the trees and the air had not caught fire with it yet. So I always speak of the witches and I always say it's not these little girls who have gone out to get their little Kabbalah crystals and they're putting up their pictures on Instagram and talking about, oh, just welcoming mother sun and welcoming mother moon. Those children, may Jesus help them or the demons that they invite into their life will be their boyfriends. Young women, if you don't understand that witchcraft opens the door to these molesting male spirits called incubus that will come, you don't have a boyfriend, you're single and you're lonely and you so you decided to try witchcraft, but now every night you're having sexual dreams. Every night you're waking up and you're feeling like someone is touching you. That's because someone is touching you. And God has said that these spirits will get so brave, you will even be able to see the dent on the bed like someone is there. It sounds crazy now, especially in the Western world, but I know that outside of these borders, a lot of heads are nodding because they know exactly what I am saying. 
I am saying what I have seen. God said that many of you, male and female, you will get brand new boyfriends and girlfriends from under the sea and from the spirit realm if you keep fornicating. They will enter into the bed with you and you will begin to feel, wait, there's only me and this boy, but I feel like a third presence is here roughing us up. I did the prophecy a few months ago. So mm, what I was seeing is... I was seeing a very high death count and I was seeing that people are using human beings to enrich themselves in the dark world. I saw that they are practicing dark arts, ma magic, santeria, hexes, voodoo, making underwater covenants and doing all kinds of marine acts. I saw that people have sold off their entire household to the water kingdom, marine demons. And West Africa, God said that he will take a reckoning of your deeds in this area. God says that he is taking account of the sins of West Africa for playing around with witchcraft, underwater magic, um, marine covenants, and things like that. He said... Everyone who consorts with water spirits, with mermaids, with sirens, with the queen of the coast, he says with the princes and the royals in the sea, God will repay that blood that you have spilled and you will pay for it. So human sacrifice is a big problem in the world. Human sacrifice is taking place to different deities. Here in the United States, we're going into the high season for human sacrifice. Next month is October, All Hallows' Eve. At the end of it, plenty of blood always flows in this country, unknown to the good people who go to Walmart and give Walmart their money for harmless Halloween decorations, so they think. But in the prophecy, blood to drink from, I think... I think that disturbing prophecy is from 2020. God says, if you so much hang one bat in your house, you will answer for it in the day that he asks you how it's possible to be Christian and partaking at the table of demons. God says that famous people are sacrificing people for fame. So they sacrifice friends family members, and he says, even random people who are not connected to them, they hand over people on contract, and then these people are killed as their sacrifice. He says that there is the rampant sale of human bodies and also the, the sale of human sexuality to keep money, influence, and power flowing. So God is saying that people are paying for fame, paying for notoriety, paying for careers, paying for deals, paying for all kinds of things. And uh, this is in all walks of life. So this is not only in the music world, movie world, but it's happening everywhere. And he said that these sacrifices are the, the flow of blood. So human bodies are being given up as these sacrifices. But he says also human sexuality, and I covered it. Those are very distressing graphic prophecies, but I wasn't going to leave out a single syllable of this man's words because what he gives me, I will speak them all out. And so human sexuality is also how you pay for money, influence, and power. And he says this is just like how the Incas... And the Aztecs used to sacrifice. Now, what those guys did is they used to have this strange pyramid like this. And they would go up the pyramid and every few steps going up to the highest point, they would kill somebody and then pour the blood on the steps. So God says 
That's just how many celebrities around the world, this is not only an American thing. He says many celebrities around the world sacrifice people every few steps up the ladder to cause their star, their star to shine. And so I spoke of this man in the African prophecies. This is where I got it from. I saw this musician in the DRC Congo. His name is Kofi Omilide, Olumide. God says this man traffics in high witchcraft. And this man represents a type of musician, movie star, celebrity, and influencer in Africa. So as God was talking, he showed me this man and the man was moving his waist around and the waist of his dancers were moving in this kind of undulating belly roll way that you can't even imagine making unbelievable and uncontrollable dance moves exactly like Michael Jackson used to do. This is the singer that came on my heart, seeing the vision, Michael Jackson, having these unbeatable moves. This is how this man does it. Now, when this male singer was moving his waist and crotch, the women of the crowd began to act totally possessed. They began to scream, shake themselves in response to this man and act like they would even tear their clothes off. The Lord says, this is the activity of high witchcraft of the marine world, direct interfacing with spirits of Python and marine powers. Marine powers is your straight up dragon under the sea, serpents under the sea, in one of the prayer calls, Africa, there is yet another prophecy for you. It is just long. So I have to play the prayer call back and write everything that is in it. And then I will put it on the blog and then I will make the video God and grace willing. But there is a snake under the sea that is so tall that when that thing rests itself on the bottom and stands up in the water, it comes up to a very great height in the sea. When God shows me the sea, the sea is truly deep. So let's pretend that this is the whole depth of the sea. There are serpents in the sea that rest on the bottom and they will be up to this level, which is halfway in the water. This is the great, great size of these beasts. And God says that Africa is so complicit in playing with these creatures in the water. They have known for a long time that these things are there. And the more these things demand sacrifice, as we go in this prophecy, you will hear this prophecy is mixed Africa, it's mixed America, it's mixed famous people. When God is talking, God will talk about 17 topics at the same time. This prayer call was one hour long. It was only about 10 minutes of prayer and the rest was just prophecy rolling out. So this dance is invoking the marine world, python spirits, and marine power, such as this big snake. And then I saw a split image. At the top, it, it's just like these music videos where they split it here, and then there's a picture here, and there's a picture here. So at the top, this dancer, Kofi Olumide, and about six dancers had worked up a sweat to a stadium packed with screaming fans. And they had reached the point in their music where they were moving their torsos and their waists around that the women in the crowd began hopping up and down as if they were like on firecrackers or something. They began hopping up and down and screaming. At the bottom half of the image, this is what I saw. I saw a half fish, half human woman sitting on a golden throne 
Africa, the prophecy that has come for you, the new one, God says, you need to break up with worshiping the golden thrones. And he said that when I say this to you, even from here, he said, you know exactly what he is talking about when he says, stop worshiping and stop serving those golden thrones down there. I saw this entity, a half woman and a half fish sitting on a golden throne. And she had her hands up like this and rotating in the water around this lady were golden records. I can only call them records. I will not say a disc. It was literally, you know, the old records that are flat and black, and then you put the needle on them. It was exactly like that, except they were solid gold records. And she had her hands like this. Let me fit them like this. And then the golden records were just rotating, rotating in the air. So up top on earth, this man was enjoying a stunning earthly career. At the bottom, the place where he got that ability to do that from, was making sure that the agreement, she was keeping her part of the agreement for him to have fame, fortune, screaming fans, tons of money coming in, fame, everything. But at the bottom, God was showing where the power was coming from. And the Lord says, when that siren at the bottom of the sea gives any human being her gold records, their music will go viral and international no matter what. No matter they are talented or not, God says, even if their songs made, make no sense, even if they have no visible talent, when you make an agreement with that thing under the water, that queen of thing, music, song, dance, whatever it is, people, the Lord said people will go insane for that musician, insane for that singer as if they're the most talented being on earth. It was from this prophecy that I spoke of another African musician from Mali. His name is Salif Keita. This man is revered across Europe and the whole world because he has a highly eclectic style, a very unique style of African music. And the word wizardry came exploding out of my mouth as soon as this man's name came out. A man who uses sacrifice and some weird black beads. This man is a, an extremely light-skinned man. He is an albino. And I saw this man seated in a like a cross-legged position. And he had what I can only call black rosary around both wrists. So he had it wrapped around both wrists. And then he was massaging the beads like that. And something in that process is to do with his extreme fame. And he's very global. So he's not just limited to being famous in Africa. This man is revered and wanted across the world. Some of the musicians, I saw that the entities they serve, give them oils. And when they rub that oil on the body while performing, even while preaching, these pastors use these oils. And then when they say laundry list, laundry list, Mary had a, live, a little lamb, then people are like, preach a pastor. What's coming out of that man's mouth is spiritual seduction. You are not hearing the gospel. And even here in America, many of the churches have warlocks on stage and you love these people. And when the Lord prophesies against these people, you want to die because how can they speak about, about your beloved pastor, apostle, deacon, reverend, 
so-and-so, and you do not know, as the Bible says, you are snared, you are taken, you are in a net, just the way the cartoons will catch a, a, a small cartoon in the net and he's struggling, you are in that net as prey, and you don't know, you think you're in church, and yet you're so far from it. They rub the oil on the body and fame is guaranteed. The love of men is guaranteed. The crowd will love you as if you are an angel come in the flesh. The Lord says there is high witchcraft happening on the entertainment stages of the world. And the crowds are like fresh cows waiting to be slaughtered and handed over as sacrifices to the gods, quote fingers, gods, who are stalking their prey through these musicians and through many others. I saw multitudes of dead bodies in the oceans, rivers, lakes, and seas of the world. I, I said recently on the prayer call that the Lord was revealing that I said there was a girl. I saw a redheaded girl here in the United States who had been raped by multiple men. She was thrown in the water, and I said that um, we do not look our best when we, when we are in the water. And here is where I got that from. I saw that people who have been killed and dumped in the water. I saw in Africa a picture of nighttime, and they were going to do a ritual, and they were dragging a girl. And when I say dragging, this child was fighting for her life. She was absolutely naked underneath a thin cloth that the women will wear a thin cloth but in the process of fighting for her life this thing came loose and this child was naked and they were dragging her down a rock a rock that jutted into the water and there was an entity there waiting to receive that girl the thing had come out of the water out of the sea it was shrouded it was dark so I could see what the humans were doing. I could not see what was waiting for that girl, but something had come out of the water to receive its sacrifice. And I said, this child was, this woman, women, the one I was seeing, but God said, it's mostly African women that are carried down to the beach screaming for help to be given as sacrifices to half creatures that come out of the water to receive them. And the Lord said to me and the intercessor, the water is full of half things that you do not want to meet, my daughters. The water is full of life that is defiant against God. And I saw that they do this thing by midnight. They do it by moonlight. They do it in the pitch black night, meaning that they wait for nights where there is no moon, no stars. And I saw that the water itself comes and takes people. So sometimes there is no entity that will take people. The water itself just rises up. If you don't believe me, Americans, you can watch this program called Moana. The entire time in Moana, you will not see a half woman, half creature, because that's the little mermaid. What you see in the show Moana is that the water continues to rise up by itself and play with Princess Moana. The water itself rises up and takes a shape, talking to her, waving to her. You see it in the movie and you think, oh, movie. And yet here is God saying, the water itself will come up to take the sacrifice. Or sometimes a creature will come out and drag a person alive in the water. 
and they will be never seen again. After that, the one who has made the sacrifice can get fame, wealth, possession. But what God says that what they don't know is that every transaction comes with a wicked caveat. They cannot escape. So I saw that multitudes of people in Africa have died and met their fate in the water and it was their bodies I was seeing. And I saw that every time somebody was taken, there was a huge uproar. There was a commotion in the community. There was upset. There was fear. There was anger. People were thinking that their family members had run away. They thought maybe this person has run away and gone to the city or this person has run away from this city to that city. They were looking for them. They were saying, my son just left. My daughter just left. And they don't know that I was seeing those people at the bottom of the sea and they were so angry. I saw that they were gray. Their flesh had loosened up from the bone. It was no longer taut. It was gray and very loose. And fish had eaten away all the benefit of all this meat. And so it was just big eyes. And they were looking up at me from the bottom of the water. They were so enraged. If you can imagine a silent army of the dead underneath the water, staring at a person with anger. And I was feeling these people want me to do something, but what can I do? And I think they also realized what can men do to help people who have been murdered in the pursuit of money and fame? They looked away from me and they looked up and these were their words. How long, Lord? How long before you give us justice? How long before you judge those who sent us here without any warning, without mercy or justice for our lives? Give us justice, God. It is too long. We have waited. Avenge our blood, O Lord. Now understand, on this side of the world, you don't have to receive God. Because people act as if God is some cheap old car that needs to be sold. Re receive Jesus, brother. Receive Jesus, brother. And God always says, Celestia, you don't know how hardened is the hearts of men. You can preach to some of these stones for all your life until you age in front of them. They will come and gaze at you like a curiosity and then move on. There are people who don't want salvation no matter how hard you sell it. And that's why I don't sell it here. I just tell you there is a God. Choose him now and live. You will still bow to him later if you don't. The choice is always yours. There are people who have on this side of life no use for God. And they can still grab such a person and make you a sacrifice. But once you cross out of this world where some know God and some don't want to know him, in, the, in that other place of the dead, hmm, where God is representing these people, however he is showing them, all men know that there is a God. And hear the words of the dead. They sent us here without warning meaning that they are admitting some of us came here with no chance to repent. In the previous video that you have watched, you have heard the Lord say that judgment, meaning even death, can come like that and you won't have time to get the words out. Somebody takes you and sacrifices you. You don't have time for all the praying and getting all the sins off your back before the water takes you or the creature takes you. They said, how long, Lord, with no mercy and no justice for our lives? So even somebody murdered unfairly will still say, even if later on it's hell for me, my blood was still shed. My blood was still wasted and I deserve justice. 
And the Lord was reminding me that even the marchers say this. And they cried with a loud voice, How long, Lord, holy, true, until you judge and avenge our blood? Upon who? Upon those who dwell on the earth. And this is what the drowned dead were saying. Avenge our blood, O Lord. I saw many, many voices coming from under this water and the Lord was making me to see celestial. There's a sound that only I hear. There's an army of these dead underneath the waters of the world. And then came this Lake Tanganyika. Lake Tanganyika is a big lake in this country called Tanzania. And he says, Lake Tanganyika, you are full of blood. God will avenge those who are dead in you. Lake Tanganyika is a site for ritual sacrifices, says the Lord. They even use the abandoned mines. I guess they drill for different resources. He says that after the companies have abandoned the mine and they've exhausted the resources, people go to those deep, empty pits and they commit human sacrifices in them because nobody comes to see what's happening there anymore. And he said, it's a perfect place to kill without witnesses. And then we come to the United States and I saw rivers of blood. Please hear me. I'm on a live prayer call. These are visions. I saw rivers of blood flowing like wine in these American streets, on the roads, on the streets. I saw blood flowing inside homes. I saw blood flowing inside fellowships, which is churches, Bible study, places that those who say they worship God or some other God, they meet. I saw blood flowing there. I saw blood flowing in beds. I saw blood flowing on farms. I saw it flowing across the properties and the land of the whole nation. And the Lord said, murder, murder, never, never, never has there been in all of history a place that sheds blood as this. Do you understand that this country, God says, he repents of making America. You may not like to hear it. This may be your last video here. That is all right with me. Remember, I will not be judged by you. I will be judged according to my faithfulness to what I received. God said to me in the old prophecy, so this is on record, that he repented of making this place for the sin. Said that America has passed ancient Rome, passed the Assyrians, passed the Babylonians, passed the Romans in shedding blood. This means a country has to have worked very hard to do this. Murder, murder, murder. People like to commit murder in basements. This is what is coming out of my mouth. People like to commit murder in basements. The basement of a home is one of the most popular places to murder people in America. The Lord said, there are many who buy homes the homes have witnessed murders and yet they never know about it. These new home buyers when they move in yet, I was seeing before my eyes how the basement is just hosed off by, I don't know, the property spinner, the real estate people after the cops have done everything. Somebody buys that property for very low. They just come in and I saw that they hose off all the blood in the basement and, and, and the body is disposed of. 
So the murderers also hose off after they have done. Then they sell the house, they move away, and nobody knows that somebody died in that house. God says that America, you are used to murder. You are desensitized by it because it's everywhere in the media, everywhere on the news, social media, entertainment has murder, the podcast, the books. And he says, therefore the hearts of the nation doesn't really care when they see murder. He says, when somebody dies, people shake their head and say, man, man, that's crazy. And 12 seconds later, they've moved on. They're thinking about something else. It was just a little news flash. So-and-so was found and they're like, man, that's so rough. She was young. And then, but I was seeing hangings, lynching, mob death, group rape, many dead babies, many dead ladies. The Lord said femicide. Femicide is an established habit of killing women. Women and children, God says there is unbelievable femicide in the United States. Women and children being the primary targets of the blood sports of America. He said their bodies are hidden coast to coast, hidden locations, never recovered. Blood has covered the surface of America. And God says, whoever sheds man's blood, by, by man, his blood will be shed. And that's the law in Genesis chapter nine, verses five to six. So God says, get ready for these cold case files, long dead, long forgotten cases are going to pop up again and they will be all over the news, new evidence, new witnesses, new angles. He says, sometimes what is going to break this case is a new detective. A new detective will come on the case and the person will be eager to make his name in the police force. He's going to get, it's going to be like a, a, a bone in his jaw. That, that detective is just going to keep chewing on the case and people are going to say, Harold, this is 30 years old, man. Let it go. And he's going to say, yeah, yeah, you're right. But when everybody goes home, Harold is going to open those old files. He's going to go down to the evidence room. God bless this fictional man called Harold. He's going to go down to the evidence room and get out those old boxes. And he is going to reconstruct this case. And God says, this time, the solution will come up. People who have been free for 20, 30, and 50 years not caught, like this Golden State killer who they only caught him after 40 years and he was already in his 80s. I bet he thought he was going to die a free man, but God had other plans. God said 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, these killers have not been caught. DNA evidence and other means, including fresh new detectives who God will put it in their heart. Don't give up on this boy. Keep digging at it. They're going to solve these cases. The Lord says that witnesses who know key facts, their conscience, their heart is going to twist them. And they're going to make those phone calls and say, I'm ready to talk. Confessions, confessions, confessions. People will be willing to talk, he said. People will be willing to show proof. People will start to remember key details that trauma made them forget. People will break their silence. People will bring evidence. People will get over their fear of this killer and say, I will testify. And he said, killers, 
assistant killers, accomplices, those who knew about this and you kept it a secret. God said, all of you will be punished for your crimes. And he said that America will sit in shock at the amount of long dead justice that will finally come to life. The Lord spoke about human sacrifice and said, it is an abomination to sacrifice a human being. People are sacrificing their own children for material gain, material wealth, social advancement and spiritual advancement. This is just witchcraft and occultic and satanic ritual sacrifice of human being to go to higher levels in the spirit of the wicked. God says, whether you did it to be powerful on earth, money, fame, career, whether you did it to be powerful in the spirit, you want to be no more starter, which you want to be level two, level nine. He says it's an abomination either way, and he will repay it. God says that some of these victims' bodies have been hidden so well that if he didn't get the ball rolling to bring about circumstances to show where these bodies are, he said those people will never be found. Next, there will be scandals among the high and the mighty. So I saw a row of thrones seated in high positions. Earthquake hit those thrones. They started to shake and people began to fall out of the thrones in public and shameful falls. The Lord said that Bishop T.D. Jakes will have one of the biggest scandals of all time in the Christian church. One of the biggest shaming falls before God finally judges him in taking his life. The Lord said, this man is not a straight man. He is not a heterosexual man. His name will be named by the people he has been with. His scandal will involve his sexual orientation. And God says, that this is when people will finally see who they have been following with a lot of these pastors and spiritual leaders. So this prophecy came before the other one. This one is September, September 1st, that the Lord first said that on top of being a false prophet, on top of misleading people, on top of, he called it financial impropriety, which means that there is severe questions about what happens to money in the potter's house. He says that this man is a wolf in sheep's clothing, that this man is a Freemason and that he is brotherhood. This is what the Lord revealed months ago in the false prophets prophecy. But now in this live call, God brought out that this man is not interested in women, but is bent towards males. But not only that has harmed underage youths and boys. And God says that this sex scandal will be named by the people he has been with. The males are going to bring out, he says, proof. The evidence this bishop will be fighting is hard evidence. And God says he will spend considerable time, considerable energy, considerable power, and considerable money to suppress that evidence so that it does not come out in the legal battles that will follow. But he, God said that we are going into an era where the evidence will get a chance to speak. The next people God mentioned are Beyonce and Jay-Z, and he said that they have been present when there has been abuse, molestation, and gross sexual degradation of minor children. This is nothing more than the sex rituals that they do to small children. 
a sex rituals. He said that Jay-Z and Beyonce have been in the room when this has happened. They were present when children were being greatly harmed by sexual predators. All of this will come to light and it will be all over the media despite every attempt by big money to keep it quiet. And I will pause here and I will remind you what God said in the previous video about you that sees the pedophile victim and sees the pedophile and decides, let me run and take my mercy, my, my, my love. Let me run and take my human compassion and cover the pedophile. Why should I cover the small child that the bishop has abused? Why should I cover the small child that the pedophile superstar or whoever has abused? Why should I believe the victim? No. What does the victim matter? I, the Christian who love pastor so-and-so, elder so-and-so, I put my sympathy with him. Let's move forward in the prophecy. God says, if any person on this earth has shown sympathy to one who has been harmed, I mean, has shown sympathy to the one who harms people instead of the one who has been harmed, he will reckon with you for that. Celebrities, actors, famous people will be exposed for their dark deeds. And God says, even small scale, ordinary people, he will expose them for he is disgusted with the amount of rape, pedophilia, and sexual molestation and crimes that are taking place in homes. God says, if any person, any family member has covered up a rape allegation, has gone to the victim and told the victim not to talk, has convinced the victim not to press charges, has covered for sexual abuse of minors, or has made excuses even for the sexual abuse of an adult, has even, please hear the standard, has gaslighted someone who tried to tell their story about this or made them feel that they are partly responsible for that sexual abuse that happened to them. This is in capital letters. Please listen. That person will be judged. I've said kindly to many of you that you should take a break from this channel and you should go through your social media and you should think of all the comments that you've left across these internet streets where a sex scandal of a leader was exposed and then you will live. Well, you know, God will restore him. It's his fifth scandal. The wife's heart has been torn to shreds, but you're not there for the wife or the children who have been shamed. No, you're all about that fifth scandal pastor, because you know, touch not my anointed Christians. You don't know this God. Some of you, many of you, you know, the Lord and the fear of the Lord is upon you. When you come to this channel, the fear of the Lord is upon me also, because I know he's watching every single deed that I do. But many of us, we are loose in our faith. We don't know this God. And so we just feel, oh no, well, we're all human and, and we all fall. The leader is poisoning the sheep. The sheep are falling dead from false prophecy. The sheep are being slept with. And then the pastor's like, and then the members are like, well, you know, he's a man of God and we all fall. How will you stand before Jesus? 
and explain this on the last day? Did you forget the Bible verse that says we will answer for every word of our mouth? Did you not forget that David cried out to the Lord and he said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. Are you ready to stand in front of the Lord Jesus Christ and explain to him why it is that the pastors can defile the sanctuary and then you will say, well, defile it more, man of God. We're with you. We're with you. In fact, we're so brave that you stood up and confessed how you molested that 16-year-old girl. And then you called it adultery and not rape, which is what it is. There are things you have defended. You need to go and repent. You need to go and take a Bible. Take your sister's Bible and read it for the first time, so-called Christian. Go straight to the book of Romans and read the whole of chapter 1. Come to the last verse of chapter 1, which is verse 32, that says, They knowing that those who do these things, which things? The things that I'm talking about here. Those who do these things, the Bible says, this is New Testament, not old, are deserving of death. But instead of saying, Lord, judge, for you are righteous, you say, we approve of those who do these things. How will you stand? When the sword is going after the actual sinners who have done the sin, when the sword comes to you, do you really want to fall? Because your crime is that you support sin, that you cover sin, that you get a bed sheet for sin and say, sin, don't feel bad. I'll keep you safe. I'm going to defend you online and I'm going to stand up for you. When anyone tries to expose you, I'll be there for you, sin. I'll back you up. I won't back up Jesus. I'm going to curse the messenger and I'm going to curse the spirit that she's speaking of. The, the spirit that is that has sent her to expose the sin, but you sin, you can count on me. I'll be there for you sin. Are, are you not afraid of God? Some of you Christians, you don't have fear of God. God says if any child has been abused because the parent is neglecting the child, it's on your head. God says, if any child was abused and it's not because you're neglecting your child, it really wasn't your fault. You truly didn't know. He says, but when you found out who did it, then you were affected in your loyalty. So you love your child. Your child has been abused, but now it came out and it's not the social worker. It's not the daycare teacher. It's granddad. Papa did it. Then God says, you take the side of the rapist. You take the side of the molester. You take the side of the abuser, not the victim. God says you must lift your voice and wail in grief and repent of your sin, of he or he will judge it in a way. Please listen. God says that you take the side, the wrong side. He says he will judge you in a way that the victim even though what has happened to that victim, child or adult, there's some pain. It's very hard to fix that pain. But God says the way that he will deal with some of you who have supported those who do evil. He said that victim will feel sunshine in their heart. The victim will feel much satisfaction. The victim will feel much peace. And the victim will feel so much hope. And God says that's because the victim will know that when sin is exposed, human beings will defend it, but God will never defend it. 
God says these victims will know he is the defender of the weak. He says he will satisfy the pain of victims with the public shame and penalizing of the wicked and they will fall publicly in their wickedness. So you that doesn't like it, too bad for you. This is the word of the Lord to America. They hate me. They blaspheme my name and they hate my word and they drive my presence out of their midst. They are a despising people. That means when the word of the Lord comes, you spit on it. And God has told me this many times. Celestial, you prepare a plate for them and they spit in it. But I see all their abominations will come upon them for they have multiplied their gods and they sacrifice to these gods and yet they dare to call themselves a Christian nature, nation. They hate my truth and for this I will let their enemies fall upon them and destroy them. Because they have hated me, hated my son, I shall let Russia come here and burn this nation from one end to the other. It will be burned to a desolation. I say to you that as you walk around afterwards, it will be very hard to find any place that is not burned up or black with ash. God says that because America will not have anything to do with him, this nation has forfeited his protective covering and it will be desolate. This is the first prophecy, the end of the way of the wicked, September 1st, 2022. These prophecies take a lot out of a person. They take a lot out of a person. So when you come here and you hear that the Lord is angry with the nations for this and for that, and the only response that you have is, what, what, what kind of person is this that will just sit here telling these lies? Maybe you need to ask yourself, what kind of person keeps coming here and holding on to the lies in their own mind, the lies in their own heart, that another kind of person has nothing to do but sit here and read the same thing day after day after day. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me. Thank you to all those who support the channel. And one last thank you. Thank you to those of you who truly love Jesus Christ. Your reward is not from me. I have absolutely nothing to give you. Your reward is from your own father. He will father you until you see him face to face one day. Until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.